0: just punk enough I am your host Andy Harrison in this episode I interviewed Dave Masood. what a great guy what a class act what a absolute talented fella he has been in so many bands played on so many records plays a lot of different instruments and uh, has booked some sweet shows some very memorable shows All in Reno, Nevada. Uh, Dave has single-handedly helped the scene in Reno be what it is. And uh, yeah, I had a great conversation with Dave. Never really talked to him much over the years. We just kind of cruised by in passing. And I figured this guy is a good guy to talk to. And uh, it was. So let's listen to this interview. And thanks for listening, guys. Dave, how do you say your last name? Masood. Masood. I'm always saying Masad, and I'm like, I don't want to
1: mispronounce that. It's one of many mispronunciations mispron- that <laughs> yeah. I've heard, yeah. So uh, where did you grow up? In Reno. In Reno? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh,
0: like, did you come from a musical family, or were you just, just kind of uh, stumbled upon it not, yourself? Not really, no, no.
1: My sister played flute in high school. Yeah. But that was about it.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, yeah. like, music, your like records and stuff your your parents played or Uh
1: yeah, yeah, my mom was kind of like all over the place when it came to to genres. She, yeah. Like she loved everything. Yeah. Um but she definitely introduced me to a lot of like jazz stuff when I was young. Okay. Yeah. Um that's cool. Like... And but yeah, she also loved like Snap and C&C Music Factory okay. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> See and... cuz
0: that's my like <laughs> brother's generation. That just seems so
1: crazy your parents yeah. were into that you're way younger than i think so whatever but yeah
0: that's funny because i love snap too
1: yeah i think it was that my mom was always kind of younger than she actually was like you know even when she was like in her 70s you know she would be listening to like the modern hip-hop station and stuff on the radio when
0: you heard that stuff we did you think it was cheesy or were you like yeah this is pretty cool
1: like the jazz stuff or no, like the other like snap others? and C and C. Oh yeah, like in the time, yeah, I was young and like I I loved it, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff, you <laughs> know. And, and even listening back now, you know, I, enjoyed, I know. Like yeah. on the on the drive over here, I was like listening to the the hip hop station. Now the classic hip hop, which is yeah. just all the stuff that we grew up with. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just weird that to hear somebody say that their parents liked that stuff. It's just like. Yeah. Anyway, so you didn't really, I mean, when did you like start to stumble into music as something that you were totally into?
1: Um, I mean, was there an aha moment like where you're like, oh, dude. Not that I can remember because like it just, it was always there. Like I, when I was a baby, I would like grab couch cushions and rock out on them. Like there were guitars, you know, I was banging on everything. And so uh, eventually like my mom knew like, okay, it's time to like, guide him toward, yeah. you know, something like this. So she got me lessons for for drums when I was seven. Oh, okay. And then... Seven? Yeah. Wow, and crazy. so I just, I stuck with it. Oh, you, you did? Know, ever since, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I think I only took lessons for a total of probably eight years or something like that through a few different teachers. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I started with drums. And then when I was 12, um, I picked up guitar and bass kind of at the same time. And that's right when I met Chris Fox. And so... We wow. kind of started our first bands. and yeah. he was taking lessons, so I was learning vicariously through him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So when you were taking drums, like, what was 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 the drummer like? Was the teacher like showing you songs? Like, was he like, all right, you got to check out this Zeppelin song, or where did you get like this? Like, because I'm I'm assuming your genre is all over the place, but the majority is punk rock, like. Did, was there something that kind of pushed you into that at, at that time, or was it a little bit
1: later? Uh, so my, my first teacher was um, he was teaching at Maytan, and yeah. he started me off with like rudiments, but then we kind of go side by side with rudiments. Yeah. Also do like a, you know full drum set, and we would play along to whatever songs that I brought in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what
0: were you bringing in? Do you remember?
1: uh probably cnc music factory yeah. something yeah, yeah yeah something of that time <laughs> right. uh, but i was i was also listening to a lot of like heavier metal at that time too though yeah. because my oldest brother was like total metalhead and yeah. was you know showing me slayer and megadeth and okay. stuff when i was pretty young
0: were you were you like scared at first like what is this metal or were you like yes like right away like oh no Dude. i was totally
1: into it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of the the soundtrack to you know, my older brother taking me out and, you know, all the right. all the stuff my parents didn't want me to, yeah. to do, you know, right. driving cars and shooting guns right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So was that like your first moment of like, oh wow, there's different stuff that's not on the radio? Was that kind of
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I knew that there was more. Yeah. Um and then when I was about 12, about the time I was picking up guitar, um that's when I, I was like a little mall rat at Parkland Mall. Okay. And I, would, I would go into Mirror yeah. and Bug Gym. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> as, as often as I could. Yeah. And so he was always recommending music to me. Oh, that's cool. And uh, then I got like the flyer for a, a Fall Silent show at FSU. Yeah. And started going to shows and was just like, that was the aha moment where it was just like, holy shit, punk yeah, rock yeah, exists, yeah. you yeah. know. And So F- Fall Silent was your first punk show? yeah yeah it was fall silent and jim's band his first band uh filth upon filth okay and i, I can't remember who else was on that it was so long ago when, but where
0: was the fsu at that time
1: at that point it was on the reservation behind mark IV and strike okay and oh wow okay. yeah and so they had a warehouse there and it was just you know wild shows and the first show you know totally eye-opening holy shit yeah and then i go to the second show and i got arrested just for being there <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. At FSU? At FSU, yeah. Why Why'd you get arrested? Like, uh, I don't November? know, like, what the catalyst was, but, yeah. like, the police showed up and shut down the show, and it oh, was RPD. Man. Like, they yeah. they had no jurisdiction on the res. Oh, right. And so, you know, later on, it, it all got thrown out because of that, but yeah. at the time, cops came, busted up the show, everybody pours out of this warehouse, and people are drinking and fighting and, you know, <laughs> all this stuff, and I'm across the street because it's already time that my mom's supposed to come pick me up. Yeah. And so I'm just like waiting for my ride, and they singled me out out oh, of everybody. Of and came over and started hassling me, and yeah, ended up arresting me. And as we're driving away, you know, saw my mom come rolling up, and oh, it was this whole no, ordeal. Oh
0: man, that sucks.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, given the situation that I was doing what I was supposed to, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, I didn't get in trouble. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. Er, early distaste for so for punk. the police. Yeah, Second right. show, and you're already <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, you were. That's when you started jam with Chris. Yeah, right around. Yeah, Miami. when I, yeah we were both twelve. How, how did you guys How did you guys meet?
1: Like... So we both went to the same middle school. Okay, and there was a guitar advisory class that like you know you could like sign up for. Yeah, and uh, we were both in that, and like I had another band that I was like playing with, just like a couple other kids that were yeah. terrible. Yeah, were you playing uh, drums? Yeah. Okay, and like he had seen us play at like uh one of the the things in the auditorium. I forget what they're called. Uh. And he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that drummer." Okay, or whatever Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's usually how it goes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So then you guys started like, were you like, "All right, we're starting a, a band," like, or were you just kind of screwing around at that time?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like, we pretty much had like the intent, like, let's let's get this going, yeah. you know. And we went through like a, a series of of different members that we we played with over yeah. the years. Um, but yeah, the first band was too corporate. <laughs> Your identity is going to know it. What are going to do with your life? Shut your car, too late to show it. Your back is going to still We When get realize you that. This finally reach the point. Go! you point.
0: Goddamn. Where did you guys play?
1: Um, we would play, we, we got into like some bars yeah, where we were playing. you were underage, right? Yeah, we were 12, 13. Really? Yeah. And, um, so like Planet 9, Area yeah. 51. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we ever did Zephyr when we were that young, but. Did you ever do
0: Delmar? Was Delmar Yeah, around?
1: yeah, we did. Delmar was actually our first show with that band. Because it yeah. was
0: all ages and over 21 right That must have been where i saw it because i know that name dude it's so yeah weird, we, it was during the even ground days you yeah. know what i mean and i was totally hanging out with those guys okay so I yeah i remember that that band Two corporate for sure I just, yeah we
1: played our first show at del mar because uh like we were under the wing of sucker punch like we just like yeah. worshipped those dudes and yeah, yeah. they were like so cool and uh so like halfway through their set you know the plan was all right you know you guys are going to come up and play three songs and then we'll oh that's know, finish cool our set. like your and first show that was our first show <laughs> that's cool and uh you Dude, know t- cool t- t- totally that? packed house at Delmar so yeah. you know it was awesome and then we did like a, a battle of the bands or whatever and we ended up winning that was that in, at Delmar at Del Mar, yeah I, that so that been, that's probably
0: could have been there yeah. too cuz I watched a battle of the bands there was Indecisive Youth there yeah so the drummer of Indecisive Youth saw some guy talking to his girlfriend in the middle of their set He got uh, off his drums went down there and punched the dude in the face, and they were, like, ejected immediately. Oh, damn. And I'm 99% sure that was Battle of the Bands. Oh, okay. So that (laughs) must have been where I saw you guys, but that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we would do, like, house shows, too. Yeah. You know, and, like, by the time we we really started doing, like, a lot of house shows, we were – the band was kind of morphing – into more of like a hardcore oh, okay. kind of thing, and we ended up changing the name and members to uh, Squalid. Squalid? Yeah. Um, like twice hardcore, or we were listening to twice, I yeah. think, at that time. Yeah, I think those were kind of side by side, but we were you know kids trying yeah, to play. Like how do
0: you go from like a ska ish band to
1: super hardcore? Like, I think like we just, just got we bo- always kind of had it. that spectrum of music okay. that we liked. Yeah, you know, we liked the pop punk all the way to crazy, you know, grindcore. Yeah. We were just we liked it all.
0: Uh, so when Sucker Punch let you guys play, was Pierre in the band then? Yeah, okay.
1: And the singer, because are they the only two original dudes? Uh, now uh, Mike, Pierre, and Bun okay. are the originals, and then Chris and, and I play in that band right. also. Were
0: um, you? Were, were they in the band when you guys they let you you guys play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. like the
1: all original yeah. lineup in '97, like dude, the, that's the heyday like, of. That's one of the. Yeah. That's
0: like, that's like, what cool punk bands do. Like, let's let these kids get up right. here. and like that's huge, dude. Yeah. Like, to be able to do that at that age, like, uh, how scared were you guys?
1: Oh yeah, we were we were definitely like pretty nerve wracked, yeah. but like everybody was so stoked to see yeah. little kids playing punk yeah, yeah, rock yeah, yeah, that yeah. immediately we're like, all right, yeah, we're yeah, we're killing yeah, this, you cool. know. And watch the video, and we're like, oh, that yeah. Would...
0: So who who else was into corporate? Anybody who's still in Reno and in bands?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, it was just Chris and I. Did Two Corporate through Squalid, and then, like, the original singer, Two Corporate, I saw he's, like, in Oklahoma, and he's, like, running for city council or something. Really? And, yeah, he That's looks crazy. all yeah, clean cut. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. Okay, so
0: then you guys went and did some hardcore, and then uh, did you guys record as either band or anything? Or?
1: Yeah, with Two Corporate, we did, like, pretty much a full length. Yeah. Um, that was, like, at some guy's, like, home studio, okay. and it was, you know, pretty pretty crappy yeah but um uh, do you have it, it the, exists
0: do you, do you have them somewhere
1: yeah okay yeah it still lives i want to hear it and then we did a short ep with squalid okay that i think we recorded that ourselves okay and that was like in like the br8 days yeah right yeah and, and
0: you're still on drums yeah yeah
1: yeah i was on, on drums for for that and i played bass and two corporate
0: okay Unless so, they needed to be on drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we were at,
1: uh, like, we got called up to play with SNFU at Del Mar. Yeah. Okay. I was like, uh, yeah. I guess I'll play drums. Sure. Yeah. yeah Let's we'll go. Cool. Nobody's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I miss Del Mar. Yeah. That place was so rad. That was, it was like, just iconic. The uh, yeah.
1: the shows that came through there. Yeah. It was every weekend. Yeah.
0: For me, you know? that was like the lesson in punk rock Del Mar. Yeah. And when that place, like, changed, was like such a bummer to me. Yeah. You know, but. You know, it is what it is. Everything changes. So what uh, what came next?
1: Uh, so at that point, then Twice needed a bass player. Okay. And I ended up hooking up with them. And I think I was in the band for, I don't know, probably three years, something like that. Okay. and So we... Tiny wasn't in the band? <clears throat> no, he was the original bassist. Okay, and then you came in. And then they had Sammy. And then, is there someone else? I think I'm the third. Okay. And then I, I was the last one. Yeah. Before the band split.
0: Yeah. I talked to Jim and he said that you like showed up and you knew all the songs and were like, I want to, I want to be in this band or something like that. You know. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Definitely. Like I was already a fan. Yeah. And when he mentioned that you know they were gonna be, be looking for a bassist, I just went home and started learning the songs. Yeah. That's and, cool. So uh, yeah, we did like an EP and then a split with a band from Sacramento. Okay. much all that we got recorded we had a bunch of other stuff right before we split that didn't end up getting recorded
0: yeah
1: um so
0: but like how were those shows i mean
1: compared to your other bands how was how were twice shows twice shows um it was kind of uh both sides of the spectrum where we had some shows that were just like insane you know like we played in elko of all places and it was just like as twice. yeah and it was absolutely insane one of the craziest shows still to date (laughs) that's crazy um and then we also played at archaic you know like weekly or something for a long time and some of those shows were pretty crappy yeah you know but yeah that's how it goes but yeah
0: that's cool um so how was like the recording experience with twice compared to um to corporate and your other band um like like was the moment where were you moving up in every single band
1: I felt so. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um with Twice we when I recorded with them, we went to Pus Cavern in Sacramento yeah. and did the, both the EP and the split there. Yeah. Was and that the
0: first time you were in a legit studio?
1: No, actually this studio here where we're at um with Two Corporate. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said that on the way in. Here. Yeah, we recorded a theme song for a TV show.
0: Oh, just one song though. It was just you one song, but um, yeah. How did yeah, wait, was, tell me about that. What 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 was that all about? Uh, so, so we're at Granny's Studios. Well, I don't know if it was then. It might have been... Sierra, it was Sierra at the time. Yeah. yeah. At the
1: time. Um, yeah. Uh, there was the local news channel. Needed, yeah. Uh, they were going to do a show to kind of raise awareness of, like, guns in school. Yeah. And because and all of that was really... Right. You know, it was just before Columbine. Um, And they needed a theme song for their show and we were a little kid punk rock band and so yeah but how w- were they like asking for submissions oh, or like how did it oh no no it was uh chris's dad oh okay. yeah worked at the station oh okay and yeah i just like i know just the band so, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so you guys yeah. came
0: in here and did and and uh who was recording you do you remember
1: um i can't remember who the lead engineer was yeah. but i want to say uh vince um I can't think of Vince's last name. Gates. Uh, Yeah, Vince Gates. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I want to say he was a part of the the production. Yeah, and I feel like Tom was here too. Maybe Tom was the engineer on that one.
0: But Um, were you guys? When I mean, as kids and stuff, coming into such a pro studio, was it like blowing your mind?
1: Or were you guys oh, just yeah. chill? Like... Yeah, like walking through here yeah. was just like, oh, my God, you guys, like, check us out. You know, we're yeah. making it or whatever. Yeah, 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 It's you know? It was like, oh, you guys are in, you know, we're walking through the A studio. And I was like, oh, no, you guys are in the back in the B studio. And I was like, oh, this oh, is, okay, this is. Still cool. I, yeah, it's still cool. <laughs> yeah. But like, whoa. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what Jevin said about Even Ground is is they didn't get the main studio. They, they got, you know, pushed to the other one. But I didn't realize that, I thought this was the only
1: room, but, um. Yeah, there's another one in the back a little bit for the for the poor yeah. bands. I guess. <laughs> I just remember in that session because again we were all about 12, 13 years old when God, we were that's doing insane, that. Insane, man. Um, and you know we didn't have any studio experience, yeah. and so the engineer has like just the kick drum soloed, and we're listening to that on the playback. And we're just little kids just laughing at the sound. Like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. You know? <laughs> he's obviously like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, man, what do so cool. I got myself into?
0: You? What grade are you in Twelve, twelve 12 years old? In seventh like, grade. Seventh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even pick up the guitar till ninth grade. You guys are way ahead. That's crazy, man. Like, And to be able to come into such a pro studio is just like...
1: Oh, we were so lucky. That's cool. Yeah. Man, that's cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So um, did you did twice just peter out or did you bail from twice or
1: yeah um jim and our, our singer jim and the, the drummer darren like they they tended to, to butt heads you know on just about everything yeah. and so you know it was just after so long you know it's just kind of bound to happen yeah uh and then yeah darren and i went on and T- tony as well the guitar player um for a short time we started a new band called painting gala and then tony dipped out of that one and we went through quite a few guitarists
0: what did you play in that band
1: and i played bass and then i was doing like lead vocals and then we got a singer what was that and band then, like um it was kind of more on on like the hardcore side it was yeah. kind of you know similar to twice but a little more like um like more consistent punk rock beats i yeah. guess gotcha um and we did that for a short period. We we did one professional recording. We, we did that with Tom yeah. for like three songs, but we never released them. Oh, okay. Why? Just, I don't know Just happened. why we, we yeah. never did, but like- Just got lazy. Yeah, and then they they were great. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I went back, you know, years later and listened. I'm just like, this is good. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. why we didn't do anything with it. So it happens, man. Maybe- you know, I'll I'll talk to the other members and maybe somewhere down the road we'll throw, throw some, it, put it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: cool. So how did um were you guys you guys were playing shows and stuff like that? How long did that band last?
1: Painting gala was probably like another two or three years. Yeah. Um and by the time I started painting gala, um, I had also joined Vampirates okay. as the They're... lead uh lead vocalist in Vampirates and they were out of Oregon. Chris had moved to Oregon for oh, college. Okay. So yeah, Chris moved to Oregon, met Pat, they started Vampirates, needed a new singer. And so I was like, well, I'm doing backup vocals in Twice, so I know how to scream now. And so I joined up with them.
0: to Reno or was it just kind of a
1: no we just did like the back and forth thing yeah. you know I'd drive up there it was also uh, Chris Tofino who's in 12 Gauge Facelift okay he was playing drums for us back then too oh, okay so we would drive up and play shows in Oregon or they would drive down and we would do Reno and you were just the singer yeah at the time I was just singing yeah. and then occasionally um or, or eventually like Chris uh, Tofino wasn't as available yeah. as, as much as we were playing yeah and so I just kind of ended up Playing drums and I figured out that I could play drums and sing at the same time. Oh, okay. So that's crazy, yeah. man.
0: So it's always been an Oregon band.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like there was more time where where yeah, the we were fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. Then, but I mean, it started
0: in Oregon, so it's kind of
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember like our stickers for the longest time said Ashland, Oregon, Reno, Nevada. Oh, okay, and then you know we'd been touring for so long that like. At a certain point, I was like, we got to just make it say Reno. You yeah, know, like, it's confusing yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> having, like, yeah, the two yeah, places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I was, yeah. A,
0: was under the assumption it was definitely Reno, but I guess it kind of is.
1: Yeah, it's... yeah, kind of 50-50. So but... did you
0: guys, so you, were you guys, was Vampirates, like, the band that you're like, we're pushing this, let's, let's see what we can do with it? Or was it still just kind of, like, fun?
1: Um, for a long time, we were kind of just having fun. Yeah. And you know, play like kind of do like regional tour kind of stuff, just small weekends. Yeah. yeah. And then after a while, it was actually like uh two thousand nine, we had like an opportunity to do like a US tour. Yeah. And we're just like all right, let's let's do this. Let's let's start pushing this thing. And so we did the US tour as a three piece. And after that it was like okay, bigger, more, more. And so in two thousand ten was like our first real big one. And we did four months. And we all, you know, those of us that had jobs, quit them and, yeah. you know, move out of the house, get rid of all your stuff or yeah. pack it away somewhere if you can and just hit the road and yeah. hope that everything's fine when you get home. Yeah. How was that? <sighs> uh, crazy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, you know, it was great. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all... all of the above. Yeah. I can
0: imagine. Yeah. I haven't done a long tour like that ever.
1: But yeah, we were we were going year after year for a while there. Yeah. We did four months th- that first time, and then five months the next year. Yeah, and then back to four, and then three, and then two, and then you know, it's kind of yeah, like okay, know. this is a bit much. Yeah. But, so were you?
0: Did you have? Uh, were you on a, a label or anything? Like no, no,
1: no. We just kind of we made up our own label and yeah. and we're uh, just like doing total DIY as we were touring. Yeah. You know, we we made our own screens, and then we would get to a city, go to their goodwill, buy all the nicest shirts. Nice. Screen them up, sell them. That's awesome. You know, and burning our own CDs and and yeah. dubbing tapes and yeah, just all that's of it so on the punk. go.
0: So punk, that's awesome. So, where, uh, did you guys? Uh, where did you guys record and stuff? Was it DIY recording? Uh, did you go to legit studios or
1: the first Vampires recording they did in Oregon before okay. I was in the band. Okay, and then. We did like a couple like home recording kind of things. Yeah. And then we ended up going to Puss Cavern. Okay. For the majority of our stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Most people that I've talked to go to Puss Cavern. I mean it's just Joe. Yeah. You know, Joe and, and now Cameron. Yeah. Um just such a pleasure to work with yeah. and just so easygoing and so knowledgeable that you just can't you can't beat the price. Yeah. And yeah.
0: That's cool. So uh, as far as vampires went, is it still a thing?
1: yeah uh i mean we haven't toured or really played consistently in a long time but it's never been
0: officially like now
1: we're done no no we actually we have a whole new record like written um we just need to like get ourselves all in the same room yeah enough times to be like okay you know book the studio yeah
0: yeah yeah that's cool so So what um what else was going on during that time were you any other bands
1: Um, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like fill in here and there with, with other bands. I like to kind of moonlight when I can. Um, but that, those have have always been like the, the main ones. And then, um, excuse me, uh, it was also 2010 when the guys from Sucker Punch hit us up, Chris and I, and said, you know, we want to do this reunion show and Brian, the original guitarist, wasn't into it. Yeah. and, And. those are the songs that we learned to play guitar to. Yeah. So yeah, we came back and we did the show, and we're like, okay, that was too much fun to do one time. Yeah. So, still doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So w- were they in a? I mean, w- the original plan for them was just to do a reunion show and then be done. Yeah. And then you. And then, what kind of made it? Like, cause you guys are playing a bunch now.
1: Yeah. Know, like, yeah. I mean, we do a, a couple shows a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it was just. They didn't expect Chris and I to still know all of the songs and and just to be able to do so many. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I think that, you know, just from that first practice when they were expecting okay, we're probably going to work on like three or four and then we did the whole catalog, you know. They're like, "Okay.
0: That's we, cool." Yeah, we, we got something. I never got to see sucker punch back
1: in the day, which is Oh, really? odd because they played all the time yeah that's why i was at Delmar so often yeah. It was like they were opening for I mean, everyone i may
0: have but i can't remember yeah and the first time i saw them was when i got to play with them in my current band and was just like what is this happening because i <laughs> i like recognize them all you know from the scene back in the day but i i can't remember ever seeing them but it could have been one of those you know del Mar party sessions where i did see them but i just don't remember yeah I just thought it was rad. I'm like, I've already played with them three times, and my wife was such a huge fan back in the day. And she's like, "You played with Sucker Punch. That's so cool." It was just like, I don't know. It just felt cool that it was like, they're 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 back, and it was cool to us, not anybody else. Like right. I don't know. It just felt great, dude. That was cool, man. So, so what what uh, were there any bands that you like looked up to that you got to open up for like being in all these bands?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, we played with, uh, geez, now I'm like drawing a blank, but like, you know, (laughs) um, I mean, I know like Adolescence, um, Against Me. Yeah. Wow. um, That's cool. Where was that show? What band were you in? Against Me was Vampirates. Okay. And that's like such a crazy story in its own where we were busking with all of our equipment was broken. Really? On that first really long tour. Yeah and uh we were just you know playing acoustics and and my snare drum in the streets trying to get gas money yeah. cuz you know okay. <laughs> we didn't have shit and we knew against me was playing in in town and one of the songs we'd cover was one of theirs yeah. I'm like oh, fuck it let's let's go outside the bus and play the song yeah. and we did it and uh you know Laura uh popped out of the window and started playing along with us, and then invited us to open the show. What? And we're like, we don't have any it gear. It works. And they were like, eh, just use, we'll we'll figure out the gear. You you guys just play. And yeah.
0: Wow, that is yeah, it's awesome. crazy.
1: Yeah, and then they even remembered it like years later in an intervie- interview, and like named us. Yeah. and All this stuff, and we we're just like, oh my god. Where was dude. that? At? Uh, it was Flagstaff. Okay. Yeah,
0: dude, that's cool. I remember seeing like bands playing out front of Warp Tour and stuff. Right. And I'd always
1: be like, ain't gonna work, dude. Right. Proof right here that it does. Yeah, an <laughs> audience of cool one. Year. We we weren't, like, going for everyone, just one person.
0: Oh, man, that's crazy. So where was
1: the Adolescence show? That was, I think it was Club Underground at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you remember any other bands?
1: Uh, I'm going to draw a blank now. Nah, but I know, okay. like, yeah, we played with, like, Good Riddance, SNFU. But oh, yeah, well, we got to cool. open for uh, with Vampires, we, well, two corporate, we opened for SNFU. yeah. yeah. Where at delmar
0: that? at delmar okay
1: uh like last minute yeah and then when vampirates when we were doing one of our european tours we were able to jump on their show in barcelona oh wow yeah do they and remember you i was gonna ask but then like chai was just so just he just hated everyone and oh, everything yeah. you know and i'm just like i'm not talking to this guy like Ah uh, yeah yeah I see
0: that they're uh an odd band I only yeah. saw him once, and the, it was at punk rock bowling.
1: They were having a good time. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I don't know if he's always in the band, but the the guitarist from Real Mackenzies was playing with them that night. Oh, okay. And like he was like fucking partying. Yeah. Like by the end of the night, he like had like his pants down and pressed on like the the windshield <laughs> of like the opening band. And like as they're trying to like leave oh and go home, god, and they're like, please dude. get off the window. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they they were having a good time. I
0: when I saw him, there uh, the only thing I can remember was one of the guitar players. Was like an albino. He looked like Edgar Winter, and he had this long blonde hair and a and a sweet uh, f- white flying V. And he, I was just like, these guys don't look like they're in a punk band, which right. made him so fucking punk. You know, yeah. it's just like this band is so great. I never got to see him um, back in the day, which I w- would have loved to, but I saw him probably six years ago. It's still, I think it still counts.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, but, totally. Uh, where was Good Riddance at? That one was at the VFW. Oh, yeah. Man. And they had Dave Ron from Lagwagon playing drums. Oh, really? So I was fanboy standing next to him the whole time with my jaw on the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's cool. I,
0: I, I went to one show there at the VFW. And it was like the Fat Records like tour. It was like no use for a name. Uh, I can't remember any other bands. But I remember um, the the Koji crew that used to hang out with Even Ground, these guys from uh, Japan, would, would came over and like, nudging us they're like pointing at Fat Mike and I was like oh crap like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna go talk to this guy but I was like I, I gotta walk by him and at least like right. brush up against him you know <laughs> like cr- I touched Fat Mike dude it was it was such an ordeal back then I think it was like 2000 or something like that yeah and it was just like huge back then you know like now it's like we've seen fat mike a million times it's, yeah it's no big deal but oh i,
1: I definitely remember yeah. that like uh because they would do like the punkarama tours yeah that would come through and they'd have them at the vfw yeah chris and i were there uh with like our demo tape for our band hoping <laughs> yeah. to meet fat mike yeah. Yeah. and we did you know yeah. And like yeah i gave him the tape and whatever oh, and, and it was God. just like i know it was like please, please don't listen to this right you know? but yeah we have our picture with oh. him like we look like just like children, anyway they're so tiny. It's
0: just, I don't know, it's just so weird when you're at that age. It's just, your your mind is just blown so easy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to now, like, it's every once in a while your mind's blown. But you're like, I've seen these bands so many times, they're just regular people, you know what I mean? We were at, uh, we played at Punk Rock Bowling one time, and we're backstage just hanging out and just drinking beers and Fat Mike's there, and uh, God, my drummer looks at him, he's like... I want to be on Fat Records. Oh, no. Yeah. And Fat Mike's like, me too. I just walked away. And I was like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, come on, man. So uh, it looks like, oh, well, whatever, man. It is what it is. <laughs> so the sucker punch stuff, it was a uh, reunion show. Where was that show at? Do you remember?
1: Uh, That was at the Alley. At the Alley? Yeah. Was it a big deal? Yeah, I mean- it wasn't just us doing a reunion, like, there was also like Unconquered, and oh, okay, there was like a bunch of old Reno bands doing a reunion show, so it was just kind of whole extravaganza yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, it that's was cool. The
0: alley I saw Aquabats and Livets Livets out there, I think that was the alley. That's that's the one in Sparks, right? Yeah, yeah, like great show, unfortunate
1: ownership, right. Yeah. That's what I hear, man. Yeah.
0: So what else was going on during the suck punch vampires? Were you doing any other stuff?
1: Um, no. I mean, like during our our touring time, I was pretty much, you know, just zoned in on vampires, yeah. and then we would occasionally do suck a punch shows. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, with with Vampirates, like we were hitting it so hard that like I was just like, dude, I gotta scale this back. Like yeah. this is too much yeah. to be, you know, away from, from home for months at a time. Yeah. And then that ended up like being like no touring, you know. And so yeah, yeah. uh you know, I'd I'd like to get back out and, you know, do shorter tours again, but it's gonna be a while, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm expecting right now. And right. So it Yeah, you know. Yeah. Got other stuff on my plate for a bit. Right. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, you know, I just learned how to self record, yeah. put out a solo album, playing yeah, all the instruments did, and stuff. Yeah, How did the and, solo stuff come about? Uh, that was something I just I always wanted to do, you know. Since I could play all the instruments in a rock band, yeah, it's like just always dreamed of having a whole album where I played all all the things. Yeah, just always made excuses to to not do it, yeah. you know. And so, what was the when, the kicker to be like, dude? I'm doing this quarantine, yeah. and yeah, like having the the time, you know, not being able to work because Jub Jubs was closed down, yeah. which I was managing at the time. Um, and yeah, like that that all kind of coincided like with my mom's like decline in health yeah and uh so i was helping her as much as i could and then would kind of go home and just play music as much as i could and try to drown myself in beer yeah and uh that was you know several months you know of, of doing that and that that was just before all the pandemic and then that all kind of got very confused with with the pandemic. And, yeah,
0: yeah, I bet. So, when did you decide
1: that you're gonna record at
0: Puzz Cavern? Was it always like? Yeah, it was always the entire. Like, I'm doing this as,
1: as soon as I started. Like, I got like the recording software and kind of taught myself how to at least just you know lay down the tracks yeah. and layer stuff. Yeah. As soon as I heard it layered i was like okay like this isn't total garbage yeah, like, yeah, i, I yeah. think this is something that i could share with people right. and so that was always the the carrot at the end of the stick you right know, like i gotta get good and then right you know good enough for Puss cavern yeah and uh yeah I spent about two years on the thing and i had a bunch of songs and then kind of whittled it down to seven yeah um and just focused on those and yeah inside so, I, I felt like those were ready then I, I took it down there Well what's up with the harp Him, yeah. You know? Uh I think I was just scrolling my phone one yeah. day and like saw a video of uh Harpo Marx. I was like, man, what what a cool instrument. Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody plays this thing. Yeah. And uh it's like I'm gonna Google Reno Harp. Let's see what comes up and yeah. I found my teacher. And yeah. you know, it's like, all right, screw it. I'm gonna send this lady a message and, 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 and just start see this. What yeah, I mean that's so, awesome. Yeah, and so I'm almost to a year now. Yeah, i have taking lessons with her. Did you and buy a harp or are you yeah, just, yeah, yeah? I was renting one from her at first, yeah. and then once I was like, okay, I'm into this. Yeah. then I bought one from her.
0: And then was it always the intent to put that on the album, or were you like, you know what, this sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't like before I, I started playing. I was like, yeah. oh, this part needs a harp. You know, it was <laughs> just like <laughs> right. you know, uh, right. just like yeah. Once I started playing, yeah. I was like kind of listening for things like we're. Could I fit this in? And so, how h- how hard is it? It's really hard, right? Yeah, it's, it's essentially a piano, right? Right. Yeah, it's like the the naked piano. Yeah, that's um, just. But your yeah. your fingers have to be like, just in, in or just have so much precision. Yeah, and your, uh, your technique is just everything. And so that's yeah. what my teacher is always, you know, grinding me on is like, you know sit up straight, make your hands look right. Yeah, you know, and it's hard. Yeah, but it's so rewarding when. Because I have that that mind, you know, musician's mind, where you'll just play the same little piece over and over and over yeah. again until you get good at it. Yeah. And doing that with a new instrument is kind of what I set out to do. I, I wanted a yeah. new challenge. Yeah, that's cool. So it's it's definitely provided me that. Yeah, And I'm... also playing, you know, the bass clef and treble at the same time, yeah. you know, like a piano. It's just it's thinking just with my... two different parts yeah. of your brain. Is, it's kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: see, I feel like I'm losing the musicians like do it over and over i'm just like i think i'm getting lazy you know yeah you're like I got like, enough. like i don't know i don't know it's just weird but i can't even imagine it's almost like playing an instrument three-dimensional like right i don't know like i, I couldn't i i can't think like that i can barely like I remember picking up the mandolin <clears throat> and just being like dude like what it's tuned different mm-hmm. i still couldn't get that through my head how to you know what i mean it's just right. like i can't couldn't imagine the the harp. I mean, that's just crazy. That's pretty awesome that you're like, screw it, let's do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was it was something different. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just I wanted a new challenge, and yeah. so it's definitely providing that.
0: So recording the solo stuff, did you have session guys, or did, did you do everything? No, or? I played
1: every bit. So how did yeah. it? How did how did you go about? Because you have to start with drums, right? Uh, it it helps to start with drums. Yeah. But you know, I do everything to a click, so you can really. Go anywhere you want. So, you, did you have to listen to your demos while
0: you were playing stuff, or were you just like, "Nah, it goes like this. I'm gonna play this to the click and then build."
1: Yeah. So, like, I I demoed all the stuff and then took that just kind of as a reference. Like, yeah. if I needed to, gotcha. You know, like I couldn't remember how to play a chord yeah. or something like that. But for the most part, yeah. Like, I'd just been rehearsing so much, I knew how to play each of the parts. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: I I just can't imagine. Like, I I I know I'm I do solo stuff at home, but it's like you can record real quick record real quick and then build upon it but then like going to the studio and having somebody else it just seems so like daunting
1: it's it's definitely it was taxing you because yeah. normally in a studio with a band you know you have four guys whatever and while the bass player is doing his part you can go yeah. to the store or do yeah. whatever when you're doing all the parts it's okay what's next what's next yeah. what's next and so at the end of the day i was just like Sit and stare at the floor, yeah. you know, oh my god, what did I just do? Just, yeah. Yeah, just wiped out.
0: Yeah. So how was um did the engineer or the who who was recording you? It was Joe. Okay. And how did he help uh shape some things or was it pretty much um, like, This is me, this is what I'm doing?
1: Yeah, as far as like the structure of the songs and everything, like yeah. I had all of that yeah. all all laid out. Um, but Joe just works magic yeah with, with that stuff, you know, yeah. and makes all the hits land where they need to, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, just really cleans things up, yeah. and if, when I'm in the studio, oftentimes I'm, like, I'll hear something that I didn't before, like, oh, this vocal part needs, like, a little chorus, or something like that, Yeah. and he's already on it, you know, he just, he's waiting to click, click the button until, you know, just waiting for the word. Yeah. <laughs> so That's cool, man, yeah. I love people like that. Yeah.
0: So how did you, um, was it always your intent to do, like, a release show, and
1: play, or um, not always, yeah. but like once I got like pretty far into the process, I was like, this is a lot of work to not yeah have a, a something, something to present other than just the recording. Yeah. And so I kind of started noodling around like, all right, who, who would I want to, to play in this? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like immediately Zach and Cody from Donkey Jaw yeah. came to mind because I just always loved Donkey Jaw. Yeah. Uh, the... The songs that they have, and the structure, Zach's voice—just yeah, like the, those perfect. guys are just awesome. I love it. Um, and then, Bun just kind of asked me, "Like, who are you gonna have ba- play bass?" I was like, "You are." <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> yeah. thought about it, but now you are. Yeah. And while we were in the studio, Chris mentioned, "He's like, yeah, if you if you do this stuff live, you know, I'd be down to play guitar." Yeah. So it's kind of got to build my little super group. That's cool. man. Yeah, and they were awesome. Like, they all just learned the song so quick yeah. and just did it so well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Zach and Cody were in the first rendition of Last One Down. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We jammed a ton, and I could tell Cody wasn't that into it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be into it a little bit more, but I loved Zach's voice. Yeah. And his bass playing. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be tough to leave these guys. But, you know, they had Donkey Jaw, dude, and it is what it is. Right. It, so, but it, it worked out. But yeah, those guys are so good, man. So good at what they do. But, um, what are your plans you are you want to do some more solo stuff or you just like i'm gonna take a break
1: so i did the release show after like i put out the record did the release show and then the next day i got in my studio and started writing again yeah i can't yeah can't spend any time yeah sitting around because i just yeah yeah so i got like three three new ones and then some from the back catalog that kind of tinker around with that's
0: cool man so Tell me about Jub Jubs because you were booking there for a long time, right? Yeah, and yeah, then, so and was... every year you would do the skate jam, mm-hmm. right? So, how long were you booking shows there?
1: Uh, so I worked there for eight years, wow. and because
0: that's yeah. how I met you, like through yeah, trying to get shows there, right? Like, so weird, I didn't even know what bands you were in. Like, yeah, I was in the scene, then I left, and then I kind of was like dabbling just barely in it, but it was like. Who the hell's this guy that books jobs? And then we kind of were friendly email, and then
1: at least saw each other. But that's—I mean—that's how I met you. Was right. Was booking through jobs. Yeah, yeah, and I'd already heard of your bands when you started emailing me. I was like, yeah, totally. Let's do this. So that's cool. But yeah, it was a great spot. I mean, mean, was 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 that your
0: was that your main gig?
1: Yeah, yeah, for eight years. Yeah, because I I would bartend there. I was a bar manager as well. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I was you know doing booking primarily though was you know were did bands get a hold of you or were you reaching out to book shows it was mostly bands reaching out to me okay you know and i would get 30 emails a day from bands really? all over the place and yeah just wow. trying to see what would work God, that's, and, and that's fill the calendar a, and everything it's a, hard job, it's, it's a lot you dude, know a yeah lot. people that do that don't get enough credit you know because there, there are you know the shitheads out there in the those oh, positions yeah. but yeah It's it's really it's such a labor of love because there's there's no money in it yeah you know and unless you're one of the shitheads maybe oh
0: god dude it's so hard to schedule all that too
1: and like yeah double book and make
0: sure there's a a full good bill that's gonna fill the place like
1: yeah that's gotta yeah and then yeah also kind of running the the production as well you know making making sure you have the sound people the door people and all the all the stuff and you know running the shows and. You know I, I I ran myself ragged working there you yeah, know, and I bet. And I I wanted to you know yeah, it yeah. was my dream job. Oh for sure. Um but yeah after 8 years you know pandemic rolled around and you know we kept getting the bars closed yeah. bars open bars closed. Yeah. And uh yeah the the building was too big they just couldn't couldn't be closed yeah. that long and so we had to fold yeah. and uh it was yeah that was definitely a huge bummer you know <clears throat> it closed right uh, within you know weeks of my brother passing and you know my mom was in the hospital and it was just like everything was just crashing down all at the same time it was you know uh a a lot of what my solo record kind of touches on is just that time
0: yeah
1: um do you think you'd
0: still be doing jobs if they were still open
1: if the pandemic hadn't happened i would probably yeah still be booking jobs and and doing that um but, like, there there have been positives to come out of it, you yeah. know, for all of us, for both the owners and, and myself. Yeah. Where I think none of us wanted to let it go. Yeah. But in a way, we all kind of needed to. Yeah. Um, and so, it seems like everybody's kind of just happier in life and just kind of prospering a little more. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, it's – I miss it. I, on my My way to work every single day on my new job, yeah. I drive right past jobs. Yeah. You know, trying not to (laughs) swerve as I'm looking at it in traffic. but I loved jokes, man. So were there any, like, bands that you worked with that stood out? Uh, Musically or, like, professionally? Both. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, there was a lot of bands that were super fun to work with yeah. played great shows and then there was other bands that were total shitheads and, were there you know, ever like, like
0: shitheads bands that you looked up to and then they became shitheads you're like damn it yes yeah, that happens yeah and and not much.
1: always just the band themselves but maybe their agent oh gotcha. or you know just a third party in there that's yeah. just looking out for their band but just being yeah, you know yeah. such dicks about it yeah Um uh, so what, what what are some of the bands that were highlights for you do you remember uh, I mean, we had, like, Black Flag, we had Dead uh, Kennedys, we wow. had, you know, a bunch of, like, the big names, you know, and also on the hip-hop side, you know, we had 2 Chains there, yeah. you know, uh, but, like, most of those, like, giant shows, those weren't mine, you know, oh, we had, okay. like, J-Max or One Vision, oh, all, uh, gotcha. other people bringing in, like, the real big shows, yeah. I was doing The Daily, you know, all the punk rock stuff on the yeah. bar side, and then occasionally, or, you know, annually, I would do a Skate Jam, and that was my big one for the yeah, show. Yeah,
0: because I know a Skate Jam brought in, like, <clears throat> remember Bad Cop playing, and, uh, yeah.
1: shit, yeah, remember. Bad Cop, M D C Yeah, M D C. Um right. uh Dead to Me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, definitely. And then, you know, some of like the, the smaller, like regionally touring actually like Hilltop Rats yeah, yeah. And a bunch of other uh it was it was such a great event and yeah. that was six months of planning. Yeah, time, that's what was, I so to much, much ask went you into about, it cause you know? I
0: remember you talking about how it's like building of the ramps and Mm -hmm. like it takes for freaking ever to get this stuff done but like
1: would you guys build everything from scratch yes and no um so my my buddy andy he and i have been building ramps since we were kids yeah and he's always just had just this master builder mind and we would take half pipes out to burning man oh, and build cool. a whole bar you know and no kidding yeah we, we'd use the, the roof of the bar as our stage and play oh, out wow. there and, that's awesome you know kind of the, the sore thumb <laughs> out there right <laughs> um and so we'd built a, a lot of ramps over the years yeah. and when i wanted to start doing a skate jam he was actually starting to build roller coasters and he had moved himself out to texas okay and so the first few skate jams I was like kind of sourcing ramps because I was like, I'm not building all these yeah. without this guy. Like yeah. he he knows what he's really doing. I, yeah. I'm good at driving screws, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I I was able to like kind of source ramps and borrow those for the first one or two. And then he Andy moved back to Reno, and then helped me build all the ramps bigger yeah. and better each year. Yeah. Um, and then it was just the one day, and then break them all down and store wow, them that's up. Crazy. You know, up in the loft yeah. in, in Jubs and then yeah. take them down next year. Every, all, all the staff hated when it was it was day to move lumber. They are like, oh, my God, I can't play. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I loved Skate Jam.
0: Honestly, like, and <clears throat> just to be able to play it, like, I've never been able to play when kids are skating. Like, that is the punkest thing. Oh, totally. I mean? Like, it's just when I got to play and everyone was just skateboarding, I was like, dude, this is it. Like, this is what I've been wanting to do forever you know Yeah, I, mean,
1: I loved it dude I loved it I was um, I was inspired by the Skate Jam of 97 that was at Livestock Yeah, you know I, I went to that was one of my first shows and I was yeah. just like whoa like this is insane and uh because like that was so life changing to me once I worked at Jobs I was like I have the space for it I can do it yeah. and, you know um yeah just being able to provide that for kids you yeah. know and then get like the the vendors and sponsors and stuff in there so like you yeah. know the contest they're winning stuff like it was it was really cool yeah when
0: i first formed this band i was like they do a skate jam every year and we're, we're gonna play it as much as possible and then pandemic then everything just yeah blew up but i was like that was like one of the things i told them and then when like jobs was shutting down i'm like we gotta help jobs it's one of the only places we can play in this town and like whatever. It just is what it is, man. You know? Yep. It, it happens. So. Yeah, all,
1: all my favorite places are going wayward, uh, you know. Oh you well. Know. Job's hideout.
0: Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you musically? Are you doing like sucker punches kinda of playing here and there?
1: Yeah, I mean, like we we get together pretty much weekly to practice, but okay. it's just kind of, you know. It's just To practice, you know, yeah. and just play the song. So it's not
0: like anybody's, like, pushing, like, hey, man,
1: let's go play shows. It's no, just like, I, we're
0: whenever Andy asks us to play the brewery, we'll we'll play a show. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'd, I'd like to play yeah. a lot more, but, you know, we, we just do a couple shows a year. Yeah. Not really writing new stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, for me personally, like, I'm going to keep writing my solo stuff, try to do, like, a full length.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then hopefully... Put out that new Vampires record. Yeah. And, yeah. Get that a little more refined.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So, where can
1: people find like your solo stuff? Uh, so, I'm Dave Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah. Or now, thanks to a online uh, distributor place, I can be found on like Spotify and oh, Pandora. Okay. I, I don't know about Pandora, but uh, a lot of yeah. the, the big Most spots now. Stuff. Yeah. Who did the album art? That was my friend Chloe. That's um, awesome. I. I worked uh construction for Burning Man for a long time. Yeah. And we met out there doing that and she's just such an incredible artist. Yeah. I and it's like, damn. Yeah. So it's... when I hit her up, she was just you know, I just had like a really vague idea. I just had yeah. like, the tree and uh, you know, some of my instruments. Oh, yeah. And she and I told her the the title of the album and she's like, Okay, I I think I got something. Just whip this crazy thing yeah. together. I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So do you um do you buy records at all? I haven't in a long time. Cuz I'm trying to yeah. get you to name some damn bands that have influenced you because like early on in the interview you're just, you know, I don't know, metal? Is that it? Oh right. Like what right. do you
1: buy like what are you listening to right now? Yeah. Um I I've gotten really into Jeff Rosenstock over I don't know the last That's 10 cool. years or yeah, something. Yeah. So anything Jeff, you know, I'm I'm pretty into that. He's on all the Bruce Lee band stuff too, the newer stuff. Yeah, the newer, yeah, th- yeah. Um, and like yeah. So he's he's kind of been my my biggest influence for a while now. Yeah. I saw but... him at a backyard show in Las Vegas. Nice. And I was like, I was like, I don't really
0: like him, but he's like, come on, dude, you just gotta go. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. It I was bet. like hardly anybody there, but enough, and they still just rocked it. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a backyard. You know, eating tacos, watching this. I'm like, this is it, man. Uh, yeah, ever since then, right. I love, love this band. And then I saw Bruce Lee Band a couple of years ago in uh, San Francisco, and he, uh, Rosenstock, was in that band, the guy from MU330. Yeah. Um, it was just, like, so fun, dude.
1: Yeah. So fun. That's so his, why I uh, like
0: Sucker punch man. It's just, like, I, it's I a just fun puts music. A yeah just smile on my face. Like, no matter what mood you're in, there's no tough guys. There's no, it's just Fun, dude, yeah, it's just I love that band. I wish I would have been way more into them back in the day. That's but, the way it goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like it's twenty years too late, but right, but it's still fun, man. But yeah, um, but no, I, I like
1: a, a pretty good range of stuff. You know, like yeah. I I listen to like, I like hardcore stuff. I, I like kind of like Converge, yeah, and that that style of stuff. Um, I still like a, a lot of jazz stuff. Um, I'm gaining much more of an appreciation for hip hop. Yeah, um, you know, just even country music yeah. you know like old country I, 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 what do you know yeah. um, I'm the same way yeah same so. way
0: when I was young it was like nope one genre and then as a, a, older you get you're like dude I was an idiot right because I mean I am I listen to like at work I mostly listen to jazz because I'm like I don't want to concentrate on words I just want to chill and I want yeah and I'm always searching for the new new crap you know all the time but right you know that's cool, man. Yeah, we never really talk. So I'm glad that we actually could sit down and totally, you know, I'm just, we just see each other in passing and uh, played some shows together. But that's about it, you know, it's cool. It's cool yeah. that you have known Chris so long. Yeah. Like, I know I've crossed paths with him. I need to talk to him too. But that dude is so talented. Like,
1: oh, yeah, he's always been like almost yeah, oh such a good player. God, dude. yeah. You're
0: just I and mean, he played the brewery couple like a year ago and he did the decline on the acoustic guitar and i'm like what <laughs> yeah
1: so we we also have like a punk covers band that yeah. we do on the site that okay. we kind of started for bernie man yeah. and for our friends that weren't in bands they could yeah. just come p- sing songs that's awesome and so yeah decline was something that we learned yeah. out there and so we we would play that yeah. you know every year out there and even on the street when we would go busk we would yeah. do a decline out there oh, that's cool yeah man. that's cool that you've involved with him for so long but anything else you want to talk about that sounds like all i'm up to you yeah right, playing man. music getting ready to be a dad yeah yeah when's that happening shortly halloween wow yeah good luck thanks it's gonna be cool yeah yeah we're really excited <laughs> all right it's good talking to you man likewise
0: There you have it. I love in a lot of these interviews that my paths have crossed with some of these guys in uh, weird, special ways. Like Two Corporate, totally remember that show. I totally remember them playing in the basement in my punk days, Um, you know, was involved with Twice because of Tiny. You know, there's just so much going on. And uh, I really love the fact that my life has been involved in punk rock along with all these other guys and uh yeah so go find uh com and go find this wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word man let's do some more